What is up? This is your girl, Ebony L. Trust, and you must say the L because it is sexy. And I want to welcome you to episode 15 of the Faith Fueled Business Podcast. a little interlude there for you. I hope you liked it. I'm trying to get a little bit fancy as I progress in my podcast hosting skills. So um, today on the Faith Fueled Business Podcast, we are talking about um, being expert-led versus being spirit-led. I'm still, I, I originally planned on entitling this episode the freedom of self-discovery, but I'm not really sure if that is an adequate title Um, because it's really more about the journey for moving from being led by other things, by external uh, sources to being led by the Spirit of God. And so um, in his book, our unfair advantage, unleash the power of Holy Spirit in your business. Dr. Jim Harris talks about this a lot, and I want to encourage you uh, to go to Amazon as soon as you're done listening to this episode and order that book. It will totally change how you look at doing business as a believer. And I hope to one day actually have Dr. Harris here on Faith Fuel Business. But until then, I just want to just kind of share what it is like being spirit-led versus being expert-led because I've been both. Um, and so just, just this was something that I kind of experienced. It was like an aha moment, I'll say for me uh, during my journey through my purpose, you know, uh, discovery, validation, my assignment, discovery, validation. And in the book, Dr. Harris uh, talks about how there are nine common ways that business leaders are led. Business owners like you and me are led. Right, so he talks about being head led, money led, innovation led, opportunity led, price led, expert led, pressure led, feelings led, and price led. Okay, and my experience was being expert led, and so when you're expert led, you're basically following the trends. You're seeing what the experts are saying, what the gurus are saying, the speakers, um, like the people in your industry, possibly even outside of your industry. Um, You're looking at what they're saying to do, what they're doing, and you basically are taking what they say to do and you just implement it, like you do it. Whatever the new it thing is, whatever the new concept is, whatever the new platform is, you just grab it by the horns and you just go with it without taking any time out to pray about it, to assess um, if you should do it, if it'll be good for your business and what God has called you to do. Um, You just take it and you just integrate it into what it is you're doing. And 
this is kind of a touchy situation <laughs> for me because I'm a speaker and I'm an expert and I'm a coach and a mentor, um, you know, and I lead my clients. But I mean, still, still, it's still true. We can't be expert led. And in my experience, when when I first started my coaching and speaking business, I really was adamant about finding out what worked and doing it. Finding out who knew what to do, you know, finding out what they were saying and doing what they said to do. My coaches, I followed their instruction. The, uh, the mentors I had, I followed their instruction. Those who I, I followed online um, or just, you know, live, like going to conferences and, and things like that, I did what they said. And because I was so driven, it was like uh, whatever the new thing was, whatever the new process, the new whatever, I jumped on it like a dog on the bone. I jumped on it and I tried to implement it. And I found myself doing all of these things and being all over the place and not really getting done a whole lot of of anything. Like I wasn't as productive as I needed to be. And part of that was because I was being led by my own fear. I didn't want to fail again. I didn't want to put my family out there. I didn't want to, you know, be somebody who had to file bankruptcy, you know, two, three, four times. Um, I, I, I didn't want to experience failure on any level. And so anybody in the in the marketplace in my industry who I saw as being successful, you know, as being somebody who was doing a thing, especially if they were a black woman like me, I was like, yes, like, let's do this thing, right? Um, but what happened was that I found that I had this, you know, I'll be a self-imposed but there was this pressure to perform, to always be on, to never miss a beat, to never miss anything, like to always be on point, to always be in it all the time. This constant pressure. And then that pressure led me to be money led. And of course, you know, like that's self-explanatory. Like it's it's really like show enough, all about the money. Um in Dr. Harris's book, he talks about that money led means uh, that you are focused on the amount of money to be made or lost. Like now, of course, we know that making money is a necessity. If, if you are a for-profit business, then you are expecting to make a profit. But people, business leaders, business owners who are money led. Like they, they look at the cash flow, the profit to be the most important thing in every decision that they make. It's, it's all about the money. Like I make a whole lot of money on this, um, you know, overriding quality or bypassing quality just to like make a dollar. Um, not really being concerned about the customer or the client's experience, just being concerned about the dollar. I found myself moving over into that area. And 
it was really obvious to me when I um, welcomed a new private client um, into my practice and I had had all kind of red flags, you know, like in my spirit, discernment was saying, no, 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 no. But I was like, no, she about to pay so-and-so thousands of dollars. And yeah, so let's do this. And she turned out to be not a very good client. <laughs> she was not a very good client at all. Um, and she did not remain a client for long. I had to fire her. And Holy Spirit was checking me the whole time during uh, when she reached out to me for a consultation during our consultation as I was enrolling her um, I mean just all kinds of like no 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 Ebony L but I said nope because my coaches had told me this is how you do it I was being expert led and that led to being money led and at one point right at the place where the Spirit of God gave me the instruction to, or dropped it in my spirit rather, the money and impact conversation. I wasn't really sure what that looked like. I knew that God wanted me to share with my clients, with my tribe, that his desire is for believers to make both simultaneously, money and impact, because they're not mutually exclusive, right? So, I knew that much, but I didn't know what else. Like I, I had no idea, like, is, is that my new platform, guy? Is that a program name? Am I writing a book about this? Like, what is it? And so I, I just kind of sat on it a little bit. I talked about it in the marketplace some. I, I, you know, I did some branding around it, but that was about it. And then not long after that, I hired my most recent coach. And when she, when she found out that, uh, that I had a speaker's academy, she was like, oh, like, you should niche in and focus on speaking and da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, you know, mm, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, no, uh, like, she really insisted there aren't many people doing this. And, like, you could really uh, make a lot of money if you uh, decide to niche in over here. And so, finally, I said, okay. And I agreed and so I, I started researching it and doing my thing but I never if if I'm honest and I am <laughs> if I'm honest I never really felt comfortable in my like quote unquote business skin around the topic of speaking teaching people how to speak um, because I always felt that it was the anointing on my life and you can't teach somebody to be anointed. Like, that comes from the Spirit of God. And so, I knew that my area of genius, my area of anointing is to show people how to develop income streams from their area of genius, from their anointing, how to box their brilliance. And so, I would find myself leaning more toward creating revenue streams that you advertised or marketed with a speech. And so I kind of switched it a little bit and went into speaking to get clients. I didn't just focus just on getting paid to speak. And so that was a little bit better, but still I did not feel like I was doing 
exactly what it was God wanted me to do. I made a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I made a lot of money and I did have impact. Absolutely. But at the time, I was very much being expert led. And I changed my whole business model. I changed my conversation in the marketplace because I was being expert led. Now, at that point, my business, not maybe about a year in, maybe a year and a few months in, my business just kind of started on this slow decline. Like I wasn't closing as many clients. I wasn't enrolling as many high level clients as I had been. Um, the, the high, the high level clients that I had weren't renewing. Um, a lot of them like weren't doing the work and so they weren't uh, reaping a reward. And it was just kind of like, hold on. Like, and, and then around that time is when other stuff in my personal life was going on good stuff, but stuff that took me away from my business for a minute. So by the time I came back, I was like, wait a minute. Whoa. Like, this ain't cool. <laughs> you know, like, hold on, what's happening? What's happening? Um, And I got before God and he started to like show me, okay, like, listen, no, <laughs> like this is not. And so I started, I started praying and I started asking God, you know, okay, I'm, I was seeing some success. I'm getting the hint now that I wasn't in the right vein. I said, but I need, I still need direction. I still need accountability. I still, you know, want to have a mentor or a coach. So identify to me somebody in the marketplace who is a born again believer, who is um, a coach, a speaker, you know, show me this thing practically. And as I was praying through that is when Holy Spirit reminded me of the money and impact conversation that he had given me about a year and a half, almost two years prior. And I decided to just take the time to pray through it. And so over the course of several months, even up until this past summer, it's when God began to just kind of unveil the whole faith-fueled business um, concept, I guess you could say, to me. And it literally, and when I said literally, went back to the drawing board for me. Because when I first started coaching and speaking, it was around this idea of monetizing your brilliance, boxing your brilliance, taking the gifts and the talents that God has given you, the experience that you have had the privilege of having, and teaching people stuff through that, or teaching them your expertise. That's literally what I was doing. I was helping people to get paid for who they are and what they know. And what I came to realize was that money and impact was simply an extension of that. But being expert led took me away from that conversation. And I had to come all the way back full circle, lost about a year, you know, a year, a year and a half of the opportunity to impact lives because I was being so expert led. And so I made the decision this past summer to be
be led by the Spirit of God. Simply. Just to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, here's the thing. That's not being holier than thou. It's not a thing of, you know, having your head in the clouds or, you know, too heavenly minded to be any earthly good, as they say, that kind of thing. No, all throughout scripture, we see where people were led by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit spoke to them and they were led by him. Abraham. He had to get ready to move. Moses had the burning bush experience. Um, David uh, defeated Goliath, right? He he knew where to go, get the stone, all that good stuff. Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Um, Elisha getting a double portion of God's spirit. Joseph and Mary, shoot. <laughs> getting married. And then, you know, like, well, well before then, Mary conceiving the Christ, and then Joseph and Mary getting married, but she, but her having Jesus out of wedlock. Come on now. All the writers of the Gospels, Paul pretty much in everything that he did. These are people. And, and then, of course, Jesus' ministry being led by... Man, come on. It's possible. <laughs> it is possible to be led by the Spirit of God. And to be led by the Spirit of God in your business endeavors. Absolutely. So I want to encourage you to... And what I had to do was... I had to make Holy Spirit my number one advisor. My number one consultant. My number one coach. Absolutely. Just hands down. Proverbs 3. You know, of course... Very familiar scripture, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And then Proverbs 16, now my favorite scripture, a man plans his way, but God directs his steps. So God has obligated himself to giving us direction when we reach out and say, hey, here's the plan I have, right? He God wants to give us what we need for good success. He he wants us to. One thing that I've learned, and I've said this before, is that as believers, we cannot do business the world's way and expect God to have his hand on it. We cannot be completely expert-led and expect God to have his hand on what we're doing. Will there be some level of, of success? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because some principles just work. They just work in the marketplace. But will they always have the same benefit for you? Not necessarily. Will God have his hand on it? Probably not. Will you have to, like, toil and and be driven and, and, like, just... Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, the scripture says that uh, the blessings of the Lord make rich, and he, and he adds no sorrow. So all those years I spent toiling and pushing and being driven in my business, that wasn't the perfect will of God, you know? So... We have to make a commitment. We have to come back to the drawing board and say, oh, okay, God, 
Is this who you want me to follow? Is this what I should be doing? I know this person says that I ought to be on this platform. And this person says that I ought to be um, uh, uh, doing my sales conversations this way. And this person says that I ought to be, you know, marketing in this manner. But what do you say, God? What do you say? Because you are my coach, my number one coach. And as a matter of fact, God, will you show me in the earth who my second coach needs to be, who my second mentor or advisor or consultant needs to be? And if you are a believer, that person needs to be somebody who is who is a believer as well. That's why my coach now is a believer <laughs> and not a carnal believer either, but a believer. And I am completely, completely grateful for that because then or now I can be like in one accord, right? So now I'm equally yoked. Now I can take all of my business stuff to my coach and she will understand. She will get it. She won't, you know, like be making fun of it or talking about the universe and all that kind of stuff. No, like this is, it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's what you want. That's freedom. So maybe I will title this the freedom of (laughs) self-discovery because that's freedom to be able to move in the marketplace the way that God has designed for you to move, the way that he has called for you to move. That is freedom. And freedom is absolutely what you want. So speaking of having a number two, I just want to let you know that I would love to be your number two. I would love to be your number two coach, your number two consultant, your number two mentor, and your number two advisor (laughs) because my business exists to help believers like you to start or grow a business that honors our God launches your spiritual gifts, and transforms the lives of the people that you are called to serve. And that begins with my business startup kit for Christians, which I am super excited about. It is dropping November 21st, and I am looking very much forward to just kind of sharing with you what all is going to be a part of the kit. And in this conversation around being spirit-led versus being expert-led, This business startup kit for Christians is my most awesomest giveaway. (laughs) Like I like it it is it really because I believe that I am right in the vein of what God has called me to do. And so this is an expression of my love for his people, um, an expression of my gratefulness to even be a part of this coaching uh, community, working with believers like you. And so I'm looking forward to it dropping, and I want you to pick it up too. Absolutely free, and I'm going to be sharing more about it in the coming days. Now, join me tomorrow for episode 16. I'm going to be talking about my um, mission, my mission to help a lot of people make a lot of money helping a lot of people, and what that mission means for you. 
I'll see you then.